It's that time of the week again for another episode of the Gift of Gaming podcast. Only this week, on top of the episode, I have to provide an apology because I didn't plan anything and there is no actual new episode this week. Instead, I'm shoehorning an old episode that I did with Craig and Luke back at the beginning of the pandemic before we ever put the podcast together. So hope you enjoy us talking about our favorite pandemic games and what helped us get through those <coughs> boring uh, and video game filled times. Uh, for our patrons, the post show that we usually do is going to be a bit uh, delayed this week, so you're going to get that hopefully uh, tomorrow evening. That'll be available. And, and for all of our listeners, um, you know, tweet us at Gift of Gaming Pod. And for those of you who love access to all of our bonus content and early access to our review episodes for the Gift of Gaming Club, you can check our, out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Gift of Gaming. So sit back and enjoy what I hope is a relatively well edited and well put together old episode of the Gift of Gaming podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of the Gift of Gaming podcast, your one-stop shop for all things video games. On today's episode, our very first episode, I'm joined by my Good gaming buddies, Craig the Critical Nolan. Say hello, Craig. Hello. And Luke, Mr. Master Chief Maycock. Luke, how are you? I'm not too bad, Darren. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, we're just here to shoot the breeze about video games and uh, kind of, you know, get into get into various little themes and things. But like before we kick it off, Luke, what you know, you playing anything these days? What's your what's your current video game of choice? Ooh, my current video game of choice. Um, the last couple of days, I've actually been chilling out in the evenings with uh, JRPG from the Earthbound series. Just uh, a JRPG called JRPG? <laughs> no, a JRPG from the Earthbound series. Like, it's it, the, the name of the game is Mother 3. Oh, right. Sorry. I thought you said it was actually called JRPG. I was like, that is so brave. Jesus. Yeah, also wouldn't, it also wouldn't surprise me in the slightest yeah, if someone yeah, actually yeah. tried to do that. Someone would have the crap. balls to name their game JRPG as though it is the defining one, you know? Yeah. Oh, that pretty takes Moxie. Yeah, um, this game is pretty meta, though. It's uh, uh, Mother 3 was, it, it's the third, I think it's just straight up the third game in the Earthbound series. Um, and it never got a release in Europe. It never got an English translation, but it was a hugely like popular and successful game over there. And so there are actually a bunch of fan translations of it. And it's just supposed to be beautiful. I uh, found a video by a guy who makes content on YouTube called Super Eyepatch Wolf. Do a little breakdown of the game, and it sounded exactly like my cup of tea. Darren, actually, I think you'd love it to bits. It's very, very. I charming. love the guy's name. Oh, super eye patch wolf. You, yeah, he's great. He's, he's I mean, Irish. like, I'd like to know where that came from. Yeah, I'd love to know where he got that. That's uh, that's pretty good. That's he's pretty great. good. And so, like, this is one of those. This is one of those pump your hours into it JRPGs. Like, see yeah. you next week. See you next month. JRPG. I, I don't think it's a super long JRPG. It's uh, I think how long to beat had it at uh, about twenty six hours for the main campaign and like thirty two oh, hours okay. for completion. Well. Yeah, it's really moderate. It was a Game Boy Advance game um so you'd be using a, a game boy emulator to play it on the pc does this also one... like one of the oh sorry go ahead there look one ahead craig oh well but i'm, I just, really ask, wanna, is it, is I'm just really curious before you talk about the game does this huh. one star lucas or ness this is the one with lucas this is the one with lucas holy yeah. shit That's this awesome. is where lucas comes yeah. from yeah i mean all right so question to you guys are you a lucas guy or a ness guy um well, obviously a lucas guy um in truth, though, because m most people know Ness and Lucas at this point, and it has to be said, just true Smash Brothers. And if, you, if yeah. you're if you a Smash Brothers fan, like, Lucas is just more fun to play as. You know, he has the PK Ice, which is just, or PK Freeze, which is just the most annoying move ever, but is very, very functional. And uh, a certain player completely dominates with that move and wrecks us every single time. So, <laughs> for me, Lucas is the more powerful character. You know, Colin, my Craig's, brother, like he, yeah. he's just an absolute pro at using PK freeze. Uh, whereas PK bot can't hit anyone for shit, so nobody needs to worry <laughs> about that, you know. So I'm not a huge NES fan, especially because um, I like to play Mario. So as soon as they try their PK Tundra to get back to the stage, I love just jumping off the side, forward A, spike their asses, and they're dead. It's great crack. It's great crack. You but Lucas is, is the more powerful of the two, I think. You've gone to war with many a Lucas in your Smash Oh, days, big Craig. time, big time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Colm is, is a very a good, good player. 
very good Lucas yeah, player. Absolutely. And Craig, what about you? What are you, what are you playing at the minute? Uh, I, ask? I mean, Darren, you you know all too well. S- since March, I've been playing nothing but Monster Hunter. <laughs> My favorite yeah. game series ever released an update. Final Fantasy VII Remake released a yuffie update. And despite that, I'm still playing Monster Hunter. So that is <laughs> that is the level of call that Monster Hunter has to me at the moment. It's just because, again, lockdown, you've got so many hours. You just sink, you grind, you get the next thing, you know. I really appreciate it more just because I have that time. Whereas if I only yeah. had a couple of hours a night, I'd be like, what, you want me to grind 10 hours to get one item? Fuck off. That's not happening. I don't you know, think so. That is, just, yeah. that is a game I'm benching immediately and giving a, a bad grade to. But we're victims of circumstance, right? So if I, ha- if I have 500 free hours of my time, fine. It, it's a great game in that sense. You know? I'm going to use all those hours to hunt yeah. them monsters. Or in <laughs> I'm going to hunt one uh, monster 50 times and hopefully get that <laughs> yeah, chest plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much us. So that kind of, you know, you're talking about lockdown and, you know, your games and, and, you know, circumstances. It kind of brings us to, you know, our theme for the show. And I guess I better, seeing as it's our first episode, kind of talk, talk about how, how the show as a whole is going to work. So every week we kind of bring a new theme to, you know, how we're going to talk about video games, what type of video games we're going to talk about, things like that. At the end of every month, uh, hit it up with, uh, you know, I'll find the best bits of news from that month. Um, throw those news at you guys or whoever's on and get your kind of hot takes on whatever pieces of video game news material are coming out. That's kind of how we go, which kind of brings us to our first episode. And, and we figured because, you know, for those who aren't aware, and I don't know how you're not aware, we've been living in a in, in a pandemic for the last like 19, 20 months of our lives right now. Uh, and we've had a lot of time to play games, which for me has been great because, you know, I kind of fell off the wagon for a little while there and it came rushing back when I was sitting at home all the time. So today's theme we're talking about our game of the pandemic. You know, which game hit us the hardest uh, since this whole thing started. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a new game. It can be uh, like an old game that you went back to, an old favorite, just to, to kind of pick you back up again um, during those dark days. Uh, but Luke, I'll kick it off with you. I mean, what's, what would you say is your game of the pandemic? What's, what, what are you, what's grabbed your attention for the last 18 months? Guys, you're not going to like this answer. I'm <laughs> just gonna put it out there straight away. You're not gonna like it. My game Don't don't hurt me, Luke. Oh, my man, game of the pandemic was And just to just to preface, you know, the pandemic was a very hard time for a lot of people. It was nice to just have something to escape into, like a, a lovely a, a lovely world to disappear into and become a internet. different person. And with that being said, my game of the pandemic was Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So, okay, I expected I mean, a way worse. You guys are okay that. with that? Yeah. Okay. Me, I, I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay it's still with incorrect and worse. wrong, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a less so, like, you would tee it up as though I'd be horribly offended, and I'm glad you did so, because I am definitely less offended now. Yeah, yeah, like, lower expectations as, yeah. as low as you can. A smart play, and then, and then hit us with a, a very smart yeah. play. It's just yeah, not with a, an okay answer. It's definitely not a popular Final Fantasy game as they go, and... uh yeah, no. I just so can I ask? But very different. Before you kick it, I'm certainly yeah, moving in the right different. direction. Even but though, can I ask you, Luke? Yeah. Uh, sorry, to just before you go on, Luke, is this like is this your first playthrough of Final Fantasy 15, or is this a game you went back to? Uh, this would be my first uh, playthrough, start to finish. I did launch into it when it first came out, and just couldn't get the steam up to keep plowing on through. Um, but uh, no, this is my first playthrough, start to finish. Yeah. And and how did it? I mean, you call it your game of the pandemic, so I'm assuming you enjoyed it because why else would you have it as your game of the pandemic? I mean, yeah, it's look, it's a bad game. It's not a good game. It's not a clean game. It's yeah. not a it's not a well tied together game. It All has of those things are true. Yes, it has so many problems. However, I would so the pandemic for me led me just basically stuck me in front of my computer for really long uh for really long stretches of a time Uh, a lot of it for me was spent uh on the job hunt and lots of searches lots of rejections all that kind of fun stuff and i put in that's just what you need with like you know the existential crisis that was uh, (laughs) COVID 19 yeah exactly just not being able to to earn money wasn't great um but you know there was a there was a lot of long hours went into the job search and for anyone wondering at home i work in the animation industry 
so it can be hard. But he does now, my boy. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Started just started a job uh, in animation there recently. So the job hunt went well. Final Fantasy Fifteen did me well. Um, but it I got yeah. you the job. How did you Final work Fantasy that? Fifteen. I just said it in the interview, and they were like, "You're goddamn hired." You just you just held up the box to their face and said <laughs> nothing. You just kept waving it at them until get they said, them. "Wow, what moxie! <laughs> this guy's hired." <laughs> get, get him on board um no yeah there was just really long days and i don't know there was so i i do a thing in games i kind of have a a sort of a a very bespoke kind of ocd completionism sort of want desire whenever i kick into a game so like in games i have that too but it's definitely a curse isn't it like it's 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 awful it's a bit of a curse but like if you if you lean into the parts with that you enjoy it can be sort of sort of pleasant sort of relaxing like if you just go okay i don't try and beat every part of the game but there are certain things that i really like to to there's certain ways i like to approach games so an example would be uh when i played final fantasy 7 through one of my first playthroughs of final fantasy 7 what i did was i got to a stage the stage where you get to the chocobo stables and you have to pass the midgar zolom um and you have to get your chocobo to do it i wanted to get to a level where i could just fight and kill the midgar zolom like i just wanted to grind and grind and grind until i was strong enough to just flat out murder that snake just straight away um and i did there's something about that just like literally just mindlessly finding battle after battle after battle and grinding up experience hearing that chocobo music over and over and over yeah (laughs) honest to god like something about that is just really soothing and relaxing there is nothing more satisfying than sticking your middle finger up to the devs am i right luke yeah it's there, I think they, they had it put in place that you could do that, you know, but, and at least you, you probably built up a few <laughs> enemy skills, right? I mean, that must have helped. Yeah, no, for sure. And that, yeah, it is. It is kind of a middle finger to the devs as well. It's it's a it's a bit of a bit of all of the above because you're on the one hand, it's basically you get to a part of the game and the devs go, well, you're just not strong enough to, to get past this part. You need a chocobo. And that's really cool because from a, just so many different point of views, that's really cool because you've just been shown the scale of how strong things can be in this world versus yeah. you and then the very yeah. first thing that you come across when you get past the zolom is you find another zolom impaled on a tree by sephiroth, by sephiroth. which is an amazing story device to, to it, convey, especially like, for you if you spent if you spend five to ten hours training only to see that sephiroth impaled this thing in one shot that just shows how much more powerful he is than you you know exactly it it really shows the gap it's really powerful and not a way it's like a story it's a storytelling device that a kind of can't be broken even though you like can grind and grind and grind and beat it Mm. and the fucking the funniest thing excuse my language i don't know if we're swearing on this podcast no no it's okay i've 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 highlighted the explicit uh tick box so we're, we're safe we're safe from any trouble oh hell yeah my favorite thing my favorite thing uh that actually happened in that scenario was i I went to finally confront the midgar zolom and stepped to the edge of the swamp and then began my sprint across the swamp and then i made it to the other side without a chocobo i just ran across i've done that too it's crazy that absolutely i got i got so mad because i did it specifically so that he'd catch me and then i could turn around and kick his ass but he never caught me (laughs) but why did you run you should have just took one step forward and then stood there defiantly that's what i would have done craig i wanted him to think he had me i wanted him to to get up (laughs) i would take one step forward and then just moved my controller no more (laughs) stared him down got ready for the battle um but that's a that's the kind of stuff that i love in video games and that's why uh, 15 was my game of the pandemic what i would do is again i just grind up the xp levels but uh there's a little stretch of road between the town there called old Stalin, and i think there's a stretch of road that just goes north from there and it's this beautiful bit of countryside and i would just get the gang get down onto the grass trail and you can find all these items that you can turn into casts to help boost your experience like debased banknotes and rare coins and stuff like that and all the debased stuff um, and I just go along looking for those and fighting monsters. And while I was doing it, I'd be listening to a podcast or I'd be watching some some YouTube videos or something like that. It was just purely my happy place. I just look what? for. I so couldn't. You're not content with the game. You have to add all these extra external influences. Well, <laughs> like again, podcasts like, and things like, like that. Like, like this game said, isn't good enough to hold my attention. I better use this podcast. Well, Craig, this is Final Fantasy 15 we're talking about. It's not good. So and also, I suppose... <laughs> this, Don't shit this, on your own game so early. This, it's true. Well, no, I suppose 
yeah but there's suppose the thing about like enjoying a game in the pandemic cause it's like you know a lot of it for me when i come to my answer will be the way you could relax and you know relax and feel a little bit more comfortable with everything that was going on yeah. and like i said if, if final fantasy 15 was your game to kick back with, with a podcast then i'm right with you absolutely i totally get that that was yeah. it that was there, there's no wrong answer but if i'm playing a game while also listening to a podcast that game has failed hugely <laughs> <laughs> so look you because i mean the final fantasy 15 one of its i think um pros um of which there were some i said i you know i, I told you that i enjoyed i enjoyed the bromance sure. i enjoyed the the the, the trip uh, from a gameplay perspective it had a lot of problems but the end game of final fantasy 15 was pretty slick as in you know lots of extra dungeons um cool new bosses to fight uh really powerful uh beings to go and see and experience did you do much of the end game then was it was it like a complete the story and i'm done or did you hop into much of the end game of that um i didn't do too much of the end game because because of the way i played the game because <laughs> because i was essentially at yeah. level 100 on chapter two um, oh my god oh shit that that much wow yeah oh man like it, this was my thing this was what i did i just went and i hung out in the countrysides collecting stuff fighting stuff i go out at nighttime and fight all the demons and stuff as well like i just i loved it so much it's just oh, a re nice. like i don't like the grand span of the game like I, there's like we talked about there's lots of game design flaws but the artists that worked on this game just put in beautiful efforts all the sceneries are so lush and beautiful and the monsters are really cool and it's just so fun so yeah i was like level 100 le at chapter i think it's chapter three i still have my save where wow. i was like level 99 at chapter three uh because i saved it in a separate slot just to prove it um but that, that meant that by the time i got to the end game like everything died really i was just quickly. like yeah yeah it was that's it was really impressive paper. holy shit it, it was like nothing. taking so much time it did it took some but i love that's like what i'm so into it's so funny because I actually started playing Final Fantasy 15 with a friend of ours, with Daniel. Uh, we both started playing at the same time. And the idea was that we play through the game together, but I forgot that I, that this is a thing that I just have to do in these games, just to grind up levels. Yeah. And he hit me up like a couple of times, like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks later. And he was like, oh, I, I'm at this chapter in the game. Where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm at chapter three, man. I was like, okay. I'm like, oh, but I'll catch up. I'll catch up. And then a couple of weeks go by and he'd be like, oh, I'm at chapter nine. Where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm... I'm I'm still at chapter still three. Chapter three. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm on a much higher leave. level than you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I legitimately would. And I've been he was fighting like... boars in the forest for the yeah. last. Well, I was about to say, exactly. uh, Craig, you, you you took it out of my mind. I was just thinking of that South, that Park, South Park episode, episode World yeah. of War, Warcraft. He's just yeah, fighting yeah. these boars, boars yeah. while listening to his favorite podcast, just slugging uh -huh. away like this is That's great, me, baby. <laughs> That's how I do it. I don't know. Zero so... tactics, just slugging away. Bonk Something about it is just like it's just it's my happy place and it was just and it was the based on that final fantasy 8 must be your favorite final fantasy right i mean it I'm has to be it. oh my god final fantasy 8 rewards you for that type of mentality it is mm, definitely time, the game time. to go to you can buy the like buy disc one you can use the full-on final limit break move and do like a hundred thousand damage to like the final bot or uh the first disc boss and then she still beats you in the cutscene because she's meant to be more powerful than you, but you can destroy her in a single attack if you train correctly, which I did and made a video of and like completely annihilated her with Lionheart and it was the most badass thing ever. Only for her to then in the cutscene defeat me with a nice attack. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, that is absolute bullshit. <laughs> I annihilated her. I don't feel like that. That doesn't sound rewarding to me at all. <laughs> but... So if we're taking talking Final Fantasies, uh, Luke, I know you've played a couple. Where does fifteen fit in for you in the realm of? I mean, you've played it through. I know you've played other Final Fantasies. We talked about seven and everything like that. But where does that fit in for you with other Final Fantasies? I I haven't played, I haven't played a lot of Final Fantasy start to finish. Uh, it's like the third one I've played start to finish, honestly. Oh, nice. Um, but okay, just, all right. I'll... So let's say, in the let's say your top three of your final fantasies that you finished is this is this bottom is this three or has it done better than other final fantasies in your mind no this is this is the worst yeah this is the worst final fantasy <laughs> <laughs> it's I bad like it's level 99 is the worst it, it's yeah. not good and i don't need a game to be like really tight or really good to enjoy it like they're just they're just things to be played and they have like beautiful and i environments think and... yeah and I, that's the thing i think that game and the fact that you journey around with your boys um in the car around this yeah. very beautiful yeah. like the fact that final fantasy 15 is even a game 
considering its production is a miracle. Like that game had True. like four iterations or three iterations of different teams working on it. It was meant to be Final Fantasy 13 and Final Fantasy Versus 13. Oh it God, was canned a couple of times. Like, God so bless. Like, yeah. God bless the director that stepped in to take over that project from Tetsuya Nomura. Because I literally, I just the other day, I heard that he, <laughs> towards the end of him being turfed off that and being kept on Kingdom Hearts, he came in at one point and told the execs at Square that he wanted to turn it into a musical after seeing uh, Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway in Les Mis. Swear to God, like that game was never getting finished. That his, doesn't surprise me I, in the slightest. I think, tenure. yeah, I think and I'm now even more themes. afraid for Final Fantasy VII II remake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're in trouble. I think one of the recurring themes for for this podcast for us, because we're all fans of kind of like similar games, and I mean, as a massive Kingdom Hearts fan, I know uh, Tetsuya Nomura all too well. But I think it'll be a recurring theme on this podcast to talk about how absolutely uh, batshit crazy that guy is and continues are, to be. <laughs> but yeah, but like you know, that's what I mean. Considering the director before the director who finished the game wanted to turn it into a musical, it is a small miracle that that At game the post-production ever stage. finished. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I actually actually was finished. And it is, although not of, like, I mean, it's got its broken parts, but it's a good story start to finish. And, like, when I finished that game, I I got a couple of feels and everything at the end. Should I mean, it, it mm. had, you know, it was put together in such a way that it still was, a, you know, a complete game from a narrative perspective. Yeah. Yep. Messy here and there, but, like, I think that's a small miracle. The, the greatest you know, like, thing about that game is just the four guys hanging out, and it really yeah. hits on. Like, it's the first game I ever played, and I've played many since. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2 did a great job of building that camaraderie, but that was the first game I really felt with, like, you know you're supporting characters in you like they're actually organically speaking like anytime you do something they always have a little quip or something to say and it feels really general you know like it's an extreme bump up from their previous Final Fantasy entries which are notorious for having really poor dialogue and you know Final Fantasy 10 like ha 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 you know like there's just there's so many memes of just really bad Final Fantasy acting but 15 took it to a new level where they could actually write good scripts and really focus on that it's a shame they went too heavy on that and not into the actual gameplay and you know world building itself but I mean it's still you know based on their past entries and based on that entries it made the future look brighter you know like because they have everything covered now they've got the gameplay they've got the voice acting they've got the stories so now they they really have all the materials needed to create a really good game yeah absolutely yeah i think so so an interesting choice look i like that you know this is whatever helps you get through a pandemic and you know final fantasy 15 absolutely i can i can i can get that i mean it wasn't when I was going to touch uh, during these hard times. I mean, I'm I, delighted I was, you said was, it, though. I mean, you know, it was a yeah. great one to talk about. And, and interesting. And it is a fantastic game for what it does. Like, the, the, the discussions that the characters have, when you're just driving and they just start, like, turning around talking to each other like that type yeah. of stuff is just fantastic like you know? totally. and like with with prompto always asking to pull over for pictures because you guys are essentially on a road trip and mm. then you know i mean look there's one thing for anybody listening to this podcast you want to talk video games like just get in your head right now there's going to be spoilers here unless it's a brand new game that's come out if, if this thing is like two years old plus we're doing spoilers so wait a minute Darren. So just... you took the time to declare that there will be spoilers after saying that Pronto likes to take photos. <laughs> no, no, because I'm... <laughs> oh, no, oh, oh, heavy, Darren. No. You better warn everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm getting to the spoiler. I'm getting no, no, to the right. spoiler. What I need to say is, is that because, you know, that's a thing, you don't really pay much attention to it about like, oh, he's taking photos and this is cool and whatever else. But then you get to the point at the end of the game where you've got to go and face this dude alone and the guys know you're not coming back. And then Pronto comes to you and shows you like the family album, essentially. And he's like, here, man, take your favorite picture with you. You know, think of us or whatever. And I was flipping through that album being like, wow, what a trip we had. Oh, this is so nice. What a journey we all had together. And it was, you know, that, like that was that was a good little piece of, of um, a good narrative piece, a good yeah. gameplay piece to actually put that in and say, God, look, look at all this thing I've just come to. Look at my 60 you know, plus hours of gameplay. And like, I'm sure, Luke, most of the pictures in your album were of that single country road <laughs> where you just went level up to 100 <laughs> fighting those boars. Yeah, you know, that's much. half the album. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Just, but I like, discarded a lot of fighting photos, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I had loads of, I had loads of good things. So, Craig, moving to you, Pandemic can't go out uh, can't go out for pints can't go out with your mates can't do anything except sit in your house and walk okay. around the block because because of, of of restrictions what game picked you up from that what game was what your game, game for the pandemic okay well based on everything you're saying there the answer would have to be 
like among us because i sunk like probably a thousand hours in and i got to continue to talk to my friends while playing so that really was like a social game and also a game that brought me out of like almost depression because i was able to talk to my friends again but it's not the game i want to talk about and it's not even a game i would consider a game it's just this kind of online kind of uh, murder mystery to me it's not a video game you know like, okay yeah so i yeah. don't consider okay. it as such and you know when lockdown started like that was when like we we're like oh shit like this is this is going to be big like what's going to happen here so the game that got me over that initial hump that first say six to eight weeks was a game i'd already yeah. played but i went back and was like you know what i've a, a load of time here so i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna do my third campaign through fire emblem tree houses and Ooh. so for me that is the game that initially got me over the kind of hump of like oh shit i'm staying home all the time what am i gonna do i have all this free time sure fuck it i'll do the third campaign of tree houses and put another 60 70 hours into that and i really enjoyed it because fire emblem tree houses is one of like i'm a big harry potter fan tree houses is basically hogwarts and you just run around talking to your friends just building up kind of relationships and then going out on these uh jrpg like missions with characters who you know if you don't play correctly will die for real and i think i'm a huge fire emblem fan the first one i played was um the sacred stones on the gba and i played all of them since gone back and played the originals i love it to death but there was something about this one that took it to a new level and i think that was because you had your class of eight students and of those eight students they were all friends with each other and they could all build relationships with each other so depending on what characters you brought into the fights the way you wanted to play you really saw your own story progress in that like okay i want this guy to be my main guy you know and for me that was ferdinand i fucking thought he was the absolute biz he was the noblest of nobles and he always went in with his head held high and with him, like he had so many great supporting relationships with characters and it just tied into his actual personality because he's the guy who wants to please everybody. He's the guy who just wants to show you like what being noble is. And he's not a noble in the dickish sense. He is the one who goes, no, this is what a noble is or this is what a noble should be. He should inspire. He should lead with example. I was like, you know, just this one character has made this game for me. He's just like revolutionized the story for fire emblem the way they've never done before because usually you have the game and there's maybe 30 or 40 characters and of those each of them can maybe interact with two or three with this they focus on a smaller group of say eight but all of those eight interact with each other so if you want to build relationships or companions amongst any of those eight it's all written so that you can do it that way and obviously any single playthrough you aren't going to have relationships with each of those characters because you're going to play in a different way but if you focus on two specific or these guys and have them pair up or you know and you just like how they talk to each other you can pair them up in combat and their relationship blossoms and it becomes very real to the point where like after a mission you go back to base and you're talking to them you're just getting so much more about who they are and what they like and then you can develop your relationship with them from there so it's almost like one of these, I don't know, like The Sims or something, but it's one of those kind of social games where you're building up each and every one of the characters, you know, based on who you yep. like and then discovering more about them, more about their backstory, more about who they like or what they will do. And it's just, it's one of those games that just didn't disappoint in terms of uh, story and how the, the characters were written. I thought some of the scripts were absolutely fantastic. In all honesty, I thought it should have been a 3DS game. And to charge 60 euro for it seemed a little harsh based on the fact that it was just a 3ds game ported onto the switch you know um but i mean they'll but, do what I they mean, do and i certainly still enjoyed it but graphically it wasn't on the mark you know like but it, on that on that 60 euro uh thing that you just say there and this is where i talk about like you know because we're getting into new generations of games and we are becoming, and you have to remember that the switch of... is essentially a ps5 <laughs> yeah that's that's what that's like that, that is the current well, generation yet fire emblem three houses is not a very impressive game visually but no, it's still but the like best 60 of, euro. Of, of of the bunch and you still get yes. a good amount of gameplay from it 
like a huge well, amount. I mean, like how many hours? How many hours you talk? Because I mean, I would say I did archery campaigns, and that's probably about sixty hours per campaign. So I'd say I put yeah. hundred and eighty hours into gonna, that game. I'm gonna how Which... how long to beat it? If you guys haven't heard of this, by the way, howlongtobeat.com. Just you can look up any game on that, and it gives it does like a crowdsource amount mm-hmm. of time it takes to beat a game. So I'm gonna look up five houses now. Because like if you think about sixty euro, and it's because because games are getting more expensive now, it's kind of how I've had to look at them in from a from a value perspective, mm-hmm. and be like, well, how many hours did I play this game for? Was it worth it? So you know, we talk about Monster Hunter uh, at the beginning of of the show, Craig. We're talking about well, yeah, that was a sixty euro game at the time, sixty euro, seventy euro, whatever it was yeah. at the time. But like that that was value for money for me. Like I mean, the amount of hours I pumped into that, of course, I got my sixty or seventy euros worth. And yeah. I would say the same for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, yeah, sixty or maybe it's not. You know, fr- from the you know from a a broad overlook of it, it's not a sixty euro game. But when you think about how many hours you enjoyed, like like thoroughly enjoyed putting into it, exactly, uh, I yeah. can see its value. But so my you question can see is, its value as in a that sense. Pension, but at yeah. the same time, like there is all these first party developers like the guys who make the last of us and just the guys who were like even the developers of cyberpunk guarantee like although they've gotten it wrong the amount of work i can see from the type of game that they're trying to make yeah big time. and then i see these guys just kind of cash it in with just per visuals and stuff like that and Copy like and at the very least you could charge less you know just to but showcase it is, it, that yeah yeah you guys we put are in talking the work, about nintendo but you know nothing compared to what these other people have done you know and i yeah, yeah. I, I judge games harsh because in a movie you can make a movie for a tenner and i'll still pay 10 euro to see it in the cinema and that's fine so long as it's a good movie but with games i judge it more harsher you know yeah i mean yeah. you can i mean the blair witch made an absolute fortune and was was made with nothing and i accept that but when it comes to video games i expect a certain caliber of products like i expect a certain amount of money to be put into the game knowing how much you're going to make from it you know and I'm fire emblem has only have... been bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where i'm surprised you you still have that frame of mind considering that you're you, you know you're kind of leaning towards more like the nintendo side of things that's where your your game base is based i'm surprised <laughs> that's still your yeah. train of thought considering that you just play yeah you know, not that you just you, obviously you, you play a wide spectrum of games but you've always been a nintendo kind of guy so i've <laughs> always been a nintendo still have guy. that frame of and mind to, to, yeah to this day i still don't i still think nintendo have done it correctly and they're making games that they are comfortable making and making them yeah. within you know like um good graphical times they're not trying to push the system like for me a big part of the playstation i mean you even talked about it recently darren is that the playstation got everybody hooked with their like great visuals you know and you're like oh my god look at that trailer look look what that can look like but then you load in the game and then you're waiting three minutes just to see the fucking opening cutscene, and then you're waiting another two minutes and then like every time you change screen like i'm talking like me resident evil games here every time you go open the door you're waiting 30 seconds and i'm like they cashed in on this that's the way video games are going now and i don't like it and i think nintendo got it right they were like no 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 we will reduce the quality but you know loading times are improved you can get right in and go straight to the gameplay it was more about the game as more instead of the visual as and, uh, yeah as, uh, as as a piece of play i, I yeah. think to this day sony and xbox or and all of them they got it wrong and nintendo got it right and it would be great to have these games to look forward to in the future like imagine like say the graphics were only as good as the switch right now but in 10 years we were up to ps5 level but think of all the great games we get in between because we're not rushing it to get to the next great visual you know like i think do it when you're ready not when it's beneficial to the company and beneficial to like oh we get a yeah. we get a trader out of this and then that's it like a- almost half the budget of the game was in the trader and i think that's where like games like final fantasy 15 really dropped the ball because in in the first hour i felt like i I'd, I'd finished the entire game like i'd been to a gas station which means i've 30 identical gas stations to go to you know and like they just they very early on they lost track of the game like because earlier final fantasy games six and seven all the locations are completely different you've completely different gameplay but in 15 everything looks identical i mean the, the yeah, landscape think... yeah, is different but as soon as you get to a town or a location it's completely identical absolutely yeah. but i think based on that i, don't, I wouldn't say final <laughs> fantasy 15 is a fair case for the argument it's considering just, that we just, just talked yeah. about how it was like you know it was it was a mess for about 10 years it was but no i totally get you but, but, but my that, question, that, that, that's back... my thing just generally about how nintendo yeah. do things 
but with tree houses like again it should have been a 3ds game it probably was at first and then they ported it to the switch i just expected a certain bump up graphically um and i i'm just i'm going on about how nintendo don't need to do that graphically but if you're going to charge 60 euro as opposed to 40 euro just for a port then you need to do something different you know and i do think yeah, they true. did a great job with the voice acting if if their budget went into that then i'm fine but it just doesn't seem like voice acting was enough i felt like at the very least we should have got a few more maps because although i completed all three campaigns and i loved it the first like 12 13 missions on all three plat all three storylines are identical you know you do the same mission despite the fact that you're in a different class or raising different students it's completely identical the first um the first say 10 12 missions the game takes, and then it opens the up, game takes a long time to branch you know? yeah it yeah. takes a long time to branch out in that game when you go into things but okay so like you know we're talking about five minutes. my my pressing question for you craig is when you play this game and answer me honestly now Always. did you play classic or did you go it's not easy but did you go classic in that if they die they die so okay you, you might hate me on die? this darren and because this is the first fire emblem game i think i played where i got that option to choose because usually, and I played a lot of them, if they died, they were dead, and I always hit reset. I always hit reset, oh, you know? Great. I have oh, to. Hurts my heart. And that's the developer's fault. Don't you blame me for that. that don't you dare blame me for that. Okay, if a character dies, that means I can no longer see cutscenes with that character. Yep. But if the character does die, the char- no other character will ever mention that character having died ever again so if the character dies going forward i gain absolutely nothing nobody ever references the fact that oh no if only joshua were here but we lost him in the last battle no it's just immediately like he didn't exist and for that reason i I don't like that because i'm just missing out on details if i let a character die i'm missing out on story elements and when you're talking about a 60 hour game that i might not get another playthrough I want to see those cutscenes because when am I ever going to get to? Now, if it was a case that the character did die and then in the next mission there was a reference to that character dying or it played out slightly differently because the character died, then I'd be right there with you going, yeah, you know what? I'll just let it happen and see how it goes. But that's not how the game works, Darren. So for me, they dropped the ball. So I, w- I want to see as much as I can. <laughs> and in order to do that, I have to make sure every character survives. You know? Now listen, the way, I mean, listen, I respect the way anybody plays any game. Like the thing about it is games, video games are, are there to be enjoyed. Like I don't, I don't follow this, this BS about like, oh, you don't play that game on hard mode where like you have to fight this guy 50 yeah. times. But I did play it on a hard mode. I did do that, but I left it. Although in truth, Fireman Treehouse is one of those games that you actually don't need that because they let you rewind time so much yes that you can easily stop someone from dying so i could easily have turned that feature off and yeah it would have been the same because i rarely had to go back in time yeah so that that's the thing i don't care how i i was just putting that on you craig because i knew i got a good reaction yeah and you did and it's something i I do criticize the game for because of course i want content and if i lose a character i'm just losing content Content. i'm not gaining other alternative content it's just dead traffic you know yeah yeah no no I, I can appreciate that no like like i said like people playing games and easy just to, to get through it and enjoy the game i'm all for like you going through the game where there's no risk of your characters dying absolutely i know and it was a great point you. and in truth though like a lot of games particularly say metal gear solid 2 or those type of games that i just really wanted the story i do play on the easiest setting just because i just want to enjoy myself but get through it i don't yep. ever want to lose because I feel like the character wouldn't... Like, if I'm playing as Batman, I know that Batman isn't going to lose. So if I lose, it looks stupid, and it takes me out of the game. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, no if anything, I want to dominate, you know? Even if I'm not that good a player, because that's what Batman would do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 totally fair. Like I think people, like I said, the games have those options on them for a reason, because different people enjoy playing di- games in different ways. Exactly. You know, so, so if you're listening out there, don't be criticizing anybody... Because no, you can totally criticize. Don't anybody anything. criticize because because Craig didn't kill his characters. Okay, no, you know we, we're all friends. But no, here. In, in uh, sometimes no if a character it. like in the Sacred Stone, sometimes you know I I've gotten like forty minutes through a fight, and then in the like the last turn, some character died. I'm like, you know, oh, I'm just 
I don't want to do it again, you know, I've done it three times now, I'm right, I'm one turn away from completion, yeah, so this character dies, and, you know, I accept it. But I'm always disappointed because either that character just isn't dead in cutscenes, or he is dead and is never mentioned again. You know, I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, that sucks. No, I get that. But now listen, that uh, that's a good choice. I mean, I was I had Fire Emblem for um, the pandemic as well. I only finished it the first campaign, but it was quite enjoyable. I mean, I'm a big strategy game guy anyway, uh, yeah. so I really enjoyed it. Oh, uh, big time. I, on the other hand, when they when they died, they died, and <laughs> I guess in my own kind of brain, I came up with my own cool storyline or cutscene yeah. for how that person kicked exactly. the bucket. That's kind of that, that's that's how I worked it. But I mean I'm totally with you because it's the weird part about that is you could have your favorite, you know, favorite or second favorite, third favorite character in a battle lose their life and you're like, oh my God, he I, he meant so much to me, but no why is nobody talking yeah, about him? Like, just, surely he surely he meant more than this just, his script people, is just know? immediately stopped, you know, and you're like ah Yeah. Yeah. Darren, no, no, that that's actually, a decent one. Yeah. That that versions the question then darren if you played a bit of fire emblem yeah. what did what was your what was your go-to game of the pandemic and was it fire emblem did i actually just take your answer uh, yes yeah, no no you didn't take my answer i was surprised you went with fire emblem. so mine mine was a tough it was a tough cookie it was between two and these two are gonna these two are worlds apart um but they appealed to me in two very different ways the one that didn't make the cut in this case was animal crossing uh, Fuck you, uh, Animal yeah. Crossing's not a video game. Uh, yeah. That's like me saying Among Us. Animal <laughs> Crossing is not a video game. <laughs> so that, that I think, and I th- I'd say there might be you know fellow gamers out there who might have picked this up during the pandemic as well. Might get what I'm talking about here, but that march because it was the first kind of because so many games got delayed but animal crossing had just passed that cutoff point where it had done production and it was just being ready to be shipped so it had avoided the worst of all the disruption that the pandemic caused back in the early you know 2020 so it was out and it was the the, you know the one of the the hype to really and i i never played an animal crossing game before but i was like looking at all these delays for all these other games that i wanted to play and i kind of thought well animal crossing hasn't been delayed I'll, i'll buy that i have a switch i'll get it and it was the most soothing game. Now, I won't go into this too much because it didn't make the cut. But, uh-huh. like, there's the opening theme for Animal Crossing is this beautiful little trumpet piece. And any time I hear that now to this day, it just it just relaxes me. Because, uh-huh. like, I would be I'd be quite pent up, worried about it. And I'd go I'd go over and I'd talk to Hans, the, the ape villager that was in the place. And he'd be like, yeah, man, peace, don't worry about it. Everything's cool. And, like, I was like, sweet, man. Everyone here in this, this I, I lived on the island for March, you know, for, for the initial part of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I did pandemic, too. And, uh, and I enjoyed it for what it was, but it wasn't a video game. And <laughs> I, I wish I could take oh, yeah, that time yeah. back, you know? <laughs> So sorry, really but it didn't get the cut. The one that did make the cut for me made the cut for me for a number of reasons, and I think it'll probably be a fairly obvious one. But for me, it was Final Fantasy VII remake, um, oh, yeah. essentially because excellent. Basically, and Luke and Luke, you would remember this from when we were younger. You, me, and our our, our buddy Kev would always we we love Final Fantasy VII. Um, and when Advent Children, the movie was coming out, like we did our best to get our hands on a pirated copy yeah. as soon as we could. I don't encourage that, kids. Don't do that. That's bad. Um, you gotta you know, do what you gotta do. We were, but we really wanted to see this, and we were watching it, and I remember being in Kev's room, I think we might have been like, I don't know, 14 maybe at the time, I'll have to double check when Advent Children came out, but we were looking at this and talking to each other about, wow, could you imagine Final Fantasy VII in these graphics, with this dialogue, and these amazing battle scenes or whatever else, yeah, man. and they gave that to us and more in this game, so this game came out, and it's a single player so i suppose animal crossing was really good because i got that multiplayer aspect where you know a few of us go visit each other islands we'd hop on a call have a chat see how everybody was um, and run around islands and be like oh that's cool that's cool whatever uh, but final fantasy 7 has no the remake has no multiplayer aspect so i wasn't going you know you you'd think you wouldn't go talk to people but our friend um kev lucas was at the time was in new zealand and when the pandemic first hit new zealand went into a, a lockdown for three weeks and kev got the game as well so what we would do is, in my evenings, so he would have played, so obviously the time difference means that my evening is his following morning, essentially. So in my evenings, after work or whatever, I'd play a couple of hours, and I'd go out for a walk, and I'd give Kev a call, because the night before, he would have played the same part of the game, and we'd just discuss it, like we'd break it all down, because it was just Wait, phenomenal. so were you guys ab- like going through the game chapter by chapter at the same rotation type thing? No, so so because I, thank I, God I you weren't with, with Luke here, you know, for something like that. <laughs> Stuck on chapter three for like. He's like, hey Luke, I want to talk no. about chapter four. You there yet? He's like, no, Darren, I'm still on chapter one. I, I haven't gotten <laughs> no, no, to but, uh, play Final Fantasy VII yet, but that's absolutely how I'm going to play a current. I'm going to do yeah, that. No. So, <laughs> so, it's, it's, when do it's I unlock chapter? There's no open world. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, like, for me, it was this thing. No, we weren't always at the same piece, but we'd always say, hey, where are you at now or what chapter you want? And if we mm. were ahead, then you'd only talk about what the other person had gotten to. But for me, like, the game was, like, it was it was so anticipated for me, this remake. I was like, A, they have to do it perfectly correct. And, it, you know, they first announced it, like, years prior to this, yeah. at Summy 3, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And they showed the trailer, that intro thing to Midgar and the train pulling up to the station. I thought, I, I need to get my hands on that game. So for That's me, it was so For me, as soon as I saw that trailer, I went, yeah, they're wasting their budget on special effects this is going to be a short game you know and in a way i was disappointed that they that they went so visual heavy on it because i uh, knew see, instantly this is... that this wasn't going to be a full remake you know no in terms of all, all in one game yeah, yeah i, I mean like the, the opening tra- like... the first 60 seconds of the trailer only showed like the scorpion fight so i was like that is less than 20 minutes of a 50 hour yeah, game uh... you know absolutely yeah so like I, I i totally get where you're coming from but i was against the that idea at first of bringing out you know you know five games to complete this one game because i was like well, it's such a money grab essentially but again you think of um how far we've gone in mm-hmm. essentially like almost 20 years type thing you know yeah that that they can't they can't make that entire game in today's graphics and put it on a single disc it's just not going to happen they just if they wanted yeah. to i mean they didn't necessarily need to do today's graphics they could have just updated it but I'm like yeah. you. I like what we've gotten because it's. Just, I love what we've gotten. It's just and like I just fell into that. it. Yeah. And like you talk about Final Fantasy 15, um, Luke, and I'm a massive Kingdom Hearts fan, and I liked Final Fantasy 15 as well. But I could see all of the best parts of those games included in this, in the battle system and everything. Kingdom Hearts 2 for me was one of the most enjoyable um games to play like the battle system in that was so fluid it was uh, so intelligent it was so just just so enjoyable mm. and they took the best bits of that and the best bits of final fantasy 15 and there was very few good bits of the battle system i felt in final fantasy 15 there was a wacky camera and but uh, like visually it, a lot of stuff you were doing looked amazing like pe- people teaming up side by side beside you and doing these like tag team moves on certain things it was really really enjoyable to look at and seven kind of took all those best bits and put it into this game but i mean all those big hits in terms of, you know, the escape from the Shinra building, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Wall Market, all those amazing the parts of the game that they had yeah, fleshed it. Yeah, it nails. Yeah, it nails and those. it nails all of them. And then, for me, I'm a big music lover when it comes to video games. For me, you know, and like you guys would know from when I do D&D sessions and we, we're, we're doing battle scenes, the music is such a huge aspect of these things for me that i have to have yeah. good music it's and i was worried when there was no word that umatsu was coming back uh, for this game i was like oh geez well that kind of says a little bit about it yeah. but then they obviously someone went and told them the plan for it and they convinced them to come back and the score is outrageous exceptional I, like every tune is an absolute full orchestra like it's not just yeah. the small versions that the original had each no. one is completely remade and handcrafted in a beautiful way yeah that's pretty you know, cool and that honors like, the like originals we were, you know, back when I was seven or eight years old and I first played Final Fantasy VII, you were looking at these people with, like, hooves for hands, essentially, in their yeah. pixelated ways, <laughs> and reading speech bubbles, but you could feel the relationships build between the characters. Yeah, and totally. watching, like, Cloud and Aerith in this game, and there's a bit that I just... Because they brought out the DLC for it there recently, and I'm playing through the game again, and there's the bit where you kind of, like, you know, you and Aerith go um, to Walmart. Is that section of the game. And I walked that whole section because there's this beautiful tune playing in the background. I know, it's it's the two, darkness have... part where it's just like, yes. yeah, yeah, you're walking through this, and this it's... place at night and it plays this lovely, soothing music. Yeah. I am totally and with listening you to them. Yeah. Any time I was with Cloud Merit, I walked. I always walked. Yeah. yeah. But like that, that in itself is a huge, like, you know, you have to hand it to them. There's a massive they nod. Made me do that, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm so but immersed that. that I don't want to speed through. I don't want to feel like I'm running. I want to feel like we're going for a stroll. You know, these two characters. Absolutely. Who I respect the hell out of. So it had all these things for me. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the evening, I might do a two or three hour session. And I'd go through it. And then at the end of all that, you know, like there's a couple of our mates that were living away and we all couldn't see each other and stuff like that. But I go and then call my, call my pal Kev and we just have a chat like, how amazing was that piece? Yeah. How amazing was that piece? I can't believe they've done this for that. And it was like, ah, well, he's here in Ireland and, you know, everything's relatively okay because we're having such a great laugh about this game. And it just pulled me through the whole way. Now, part of me 
which is I maybe spent a bit more time with the game on the first playthrough, but I was so excited to get to the next beat, the next big moment in that game that I knew was coming, that I just kept playing it like nonstop. And I wish it kind of lasted me longer than it did. I mean, I finished it in the they reckon it's like a what a thirty-five hour game ish there or about. But I got to those thirty-five hours in the in a very small Easy. period of time. Yeah, like yeah, too. absolutely. It just just more. kept playing. Yeah. Um, so I wish I could have like you know made it uh, last longer, but no, I, I, I like playing it now even a second time round. And lucky since then, I've managed to get my hands on a PS5 and seeing it in 4K or close to 4K, and 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 the the performance of it and the graphics of it being improved, and they've rendered different backgrounds um, to look better than they did before. Um, anything I had a problem with graphically or visually in the first iteration of that game they fixed it's like they listened to everything and they fixed it all one of the best things about it was uh, people couldn't people were given out about it when it first came out but you ha you stay in a in a hotel or a motel at the very beginning of the game and they hadn't rendered any of the doors into this motel properly so mm. when you were p playing the final piece it would these are just like you know brown rectangles yeah, yeah. you walked into and everyone was given out and then before the release of this new itera iteration they actually went onto twitter the final fantasy twitter went on and was like um uh, look what we have here, fellas, and it was like a fully rendered door. So, like they they listened to everything that was going on and was like, yeah, absolutely. But in truth, th these those things were probably done cool. initially. It's just that the PS4 just couldn't handle it, you know. Um, it was too much for it. Yes, yeah. I had to pay back. So yeah, so like you know, to cut off, I won't I won't go on any further because we you know we don't want to drag on for too much longer. But yeah, that for me, um, for that month that I played Final Fantasy VII um, through, it it was just. It brought me like it, I finished work, and whereas before I hated finishing work and sitting around having nothing to do because there was nothing you could do in the beginning of the pandemic, this yeah. was like, you know, I'm I'm clocking out of work early. I'm gonna play some more Final Fantasy VII because this is amazing, you know. And and don't worry, I mean, this is not the last time we'll be talking about that game. Yeah, yeah. I hope you guys like Final Fantasy because we're all fans here. So uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, get ready for that. But yeah, so I think um, I won't keep it too long. I think we'll leave it there because uh, we're pretty close in so i mean listen you've heard all of our games of the pandemic if you guys you know if there was anything to our listeners if you guys listened to anything uh, or played anything during the pandemic that really kind of struck a chord with you um hit us up you can uh email us at uh the gift of gaming podcast at gmail.com just send us in you know what your favorite game was uh and why and if we get the chance we'll probably throw it out onto any of the shows that we have in the future um but yeah, Luke, uh, Craig, thank you guys so much for, you, for that. That it was, was a lot of fun. Um, and listen, we'll, uh, we'll hit each other up. So yeah, so just for those listeners, it's it, we do a weekly podcast. Uh, each uh, week is a different theme for our episode. And we can talk about anything from first-person shooters to our least favorite game of all time. Uh, it kind of stretches through anything Ooh, in the video game industry. That's great. I like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, like yeah that. That, that, that's one for Ooh. the future. Yeah, that'll be a hot topic. Yeah, that might take a couple episodes. And then at the end of each month, then we'll hit up, uh, hopefully, uh, the plan is to hit up a, uh, a news episode, kind of taking in the news from that month and just getting people's takes on it and, and what they think. But yeah, listen, guys, um, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for, for, for chatting to me today. And for our listeners, uh, go grab that loot, uh, level up, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.